frank about it, but I mean, I talked to at least a dozen people this week that were seeking, searching, desiring the power of Jesus in their life. And I mean, I don't know how to say it. I mean, that's certainly... I do what I ask us to do, what I feel God has us to do, to look to see what God's doing around us and get in on it, right? I mean, I do that too. But the times I'm talking about this week are times where just all of a sudden someone would look at me just yesterday, just looked at me and just said, you're going to think this is crazy, but I just know God is real. And I grew up in this way in this church, and I never come to understand who he was. But I know I'm missing something. I mean, I must have talked to 12 people with that same story last week. Now, now I don't mean this. I don't mean this silly. But sometimes, you know, you ever feel a little slow, like God's trying to speak something into your life, and then all of a sudden, after about the 12th person, you start to get it, <laughs> huh? And I'm just going, God, what, what, you know, what are you trying to tell me? What, I mean, I, of course, I, I invite him to church, and it's not just about this church. I mean, I, I travel all over Polk County. I might say, hey, I really think this church, Calvary, or this or that. It's not just about our church, because God's church is everywhere. But the bottom line is, is, I, is I'm praying, and I'm asking, and I'm, I'm seeking, and, and um, we got some, some news about Trisha's sister diagnosed a couple days ago with stage four lung cancer, and it just seems like stuff happens. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Every one of us live this life. It's not all bad, and it's not all stuff. Praise God, we got good things too, right? But what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Listen to this song, and whatever we bring this morning... To church, whatever we bring to his body, to this body, to his church, I want us to remember what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. It's just not a foresight. It's just not something we think. It's something we know and we believe and we trust and we receive. Listen to this song. I don't know. My week, it speaks to me greatly. But I, I pray God will get all the glory from this morning, from our mouth, from our life. Amen. Ryan, would you start that song, please? The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. Sorrow may come in the darkest night. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. The cross has the final word. Evil may put up its strongest fight. The cross has the final word.
I don't know, you ever have a favorite song you just play over and over? <laughs> Excuse me. You know, I got to believe that this, this morning, this word, even the songs and this word from Cody is for us this morning. But I'll tell you something I also believe is the very thing that God is leading us as Four Corners Baptist Church. See, because I realize that not only am I a shepherd for Four Corners, but I am for those that God has me to meet that are without a church as I travel throughout the day. And see, I also realize that even now there's some listening that aren't here or will be listening by way of the web. And I'm telling you, the people I've met in the last couple of weeks need to hear that. They need to know there's hope. They need to know that, that no matter how bad things can seem to get, that the final word is the cross. God's goodness, His grace, His salvation. Amen? May we be ambassadors for that word. That's, my, that's what I claim. Well, we're going to continue with our walk this morning, although my part in Proverbs is going to be very short. But we first talked, and we're walking through the book of Proverbs. If you uh, don't know that, you're visiting today or, or you're listening for the first time on the web. But we talked about how a disciple is to be a follower of Jesus, that we're to take in his wisdom and, and be in his word, and we're to understand that he has wisdom for us. You know, where we lack wisdom, he desires to give it to us. And then we talked about a disciple is called. Not everyone's a disciple. We could say we know God, but that doesn't mean we're a disciple. So a disciple is called. Literally, it's a call of God on our life that says, Will you repent and believe that my son died for your sin? And will you put my, will your trust in him? Will you follow him? And then we talked about receiving wisdom. Wisdom we can, we can know that Jesus is real, and we can even hear a call of God in our life, that quickening. There were several people this last week that just said, you're going to think I'm crazy, but it's like God's trying to talk to me. I'm just smiling. I said, I don't think you're crazy at all. Tell me, what is he saying? And just had these long conversations. But we can even know that. But if we're not willing to receive it and apply it to our life. What, I'm not going to say what good is it. Because it's still good. But what good is it to us? We can know God. We can know his word. We can read his word. We can, we can even think we understand it. But if we don't receive that wisdom. And apply it to our life. For us it's for not. And then we talked about. We're to live a life of integrity, where our yes is our yes and our no is our no. We know the difference between evil and good. We're to be men and women of integrity. And then today, a disciple prays. Turn with me to Proverbs 29. Again, I'm only, I've only picked several 
verses from the Proverbs. And the first one is Proverbs 29, 18. It's our first verse. And it says this, Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But happy is he who keeps the law. You know, I've always grabbed a hold of this, even before our reading this month, reading through Proverbs. But I've always grabbed a hold of this early on in, in my salvation days, if you will, when I was first born again. Because he's saying where, where there is no revelation or where there is no vision, if, if we don't have a vision of what God has for us, there is no revelation. For example, in talking with someone just this last week also, they said, well, I keep reading the Word of God, but I just don't understand it. I keep reading, but I don't understand it. Well, the person's not a believer. And I know even, you know, I can say stuff like this, and sometimes maybe that doesn't even make sense to some people. But for now, I'm talking to believers in this room or on the web. You know what I mean. You know who you are. You've repented of your sin. You put your trust in Christ as your Savior. You follow Christ. You're a born-again believer, the Bible says. You are saved. You are born again. So the bottom line is, if I'm a born-again believer and I believe Christ is who he is and that God loves me and that the cross is the final word, what kind of vision do I have for my life? Do I just live life like God's not God? Or, you know what I mean, my own way? No. The Bible says where there's no vision, the people perish. Or they cast off restraint. Meaning if our eyes isn't on Christ, if it's not on God, and we're not in his word, we're not praying, and we're not asking him to speak and give the revelation that only he can give. We have no vision, and little by little, we fade from God. Every, no one's exempt, including myself. We fade. We've got to have vision. We have to have sight, just like that song, the cross is the final word. Things come against me. Okay, look, they're going to come against me, but the cross has the final word. Jesus has the final word, whether it's sickness, whether it's cancer, whether it's hurt, whether it's tragedy, whether it's accident. Within my heart, I know this, the cross, Christ, the word of God, the revelation it gives, is the final word. Can you imagine? You call me up on the phone and you say, Pastor Tony, I need to talk to you. And I say, what's the problem? And you, you tell me what the problem is. And, and I go, okay, here's the answer. And boom, we get cut off. Now, you probably go, oh, no big deal. No, what are you going to do? Uh, let me see. Dun, 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 and try to get right? You're going to try to get me back. Well, wait a minute. He's just going to give me the answer. What's going on here? A disciple prays. I know, I know, you know, I know we're all at different places, and I know, I know we can fade from praying too. But, uh, you know, listen, guys, a disciple prays. You've you got to take this deep breath and you just got to stop. And, and you got to reflect on the word of God that we ought to be reading. I hope we are. And we got to reflect on those little still small voices that we hear God saying. We got to stop when someone out of the blue that you just meet on the street says, you know what, I'm looking for God. And you, you just oh, that's nice. Shake their hand and leave. No, no, no. You got to stop. You got to pray. God, talk to me. What's the revelation you're trying to 
speak into my life. That's Proverbs. That's 29. Let's go to 30. Let me go to 30 verse 7. Start with verse 7. Two things I request of you. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Lest I be full and deny you and say, who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, still and profane the name of God. So the psalmist is saying, you know, either give me poverty or or the or the things that I need. Because, I mean, if... If I have if I have so much, I have a tendency to fade because I don't really need God. You ever go there? Raise your hand if you've ever been there. Kind of life is good. I had one hand go up, huh? You know what I mean? Life life just seems good. And do we really need God? Well, of course we do. But sometimes, don't you find yourself fading from that? You know, like life is good. You know, and next thing you know, we're doing more of life and we're kind of fading away from the things of God in his word and praying. And I don't know. It just seems to happen. And, and this, this sums it up right here. He says, feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you. And only give me what I need, God, because if you give me more than I need, I'm telling you, most people can't handle it. We have more than we need. We always want more. And, and I don't know if I'm speaking to any of you. I've been there, I, but I've talked to hundreds throughout the years now, hundreds, where they, they say, they pray, and they pray, they pray. Give me this business. Open this up. God, if you only will do this for me, only to watch, literally, these things come upon the people that they, they're praying for. And the next thing you know, they're working seven days a week in their business, and they don't even go to church anymore. And I'm not trying to be a downer, just, we need to pray. Stop and pray. Stop and say, God, do I really need to do this? Do I, you know, I know I'm praying for this new job and I know it's going to be, it's going to take me away from church, but only for a season of time. Stop and pray. God, is that what you want for me to do? Engage God. Let him hear from you. Just be careful. The more we think we need and the more we get, usually the more we fade from God. But he says, hey, look, God. Don't let me get so poor that I have to steal to eat. Because you know what? He's saying, I'm not beyond it. Neither one, no one in this room is, right? We get to a place of desperation. The next thing you know, we're doing stupid stuff, things that we know we ought not to do because it's like, I, oh, I got to do this. You don't understand. I got to do this. Go to Proverbs 31. But a woman who feared, this is a verse, uh, sorry, 31, verse 30. But a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Now, I know this whole proverb really is about a woman, but really it applies to all of us. You know, this, a, but a woman or a man who fears the Lord shall be praised. And, and it's not, it's not a fear like, you know, you're walking in the dark and you hear this growling noise, you know, and you just, you become fearful. The next thing you know, you want to bolt, you know, you want to, you want to get out of there. No, this is a reverent fear. And, and really, it's a time for another sermon. It's way too much to try to really dig in this morning. But what's happening here is, you know, we talk about, we talk about these things. I'm going back to the slide. We're follow Jesus. A disciple is called. A disciple receives wisdom. 
A disciple lives a life of integrity and a disciple prays. And, and the bottom line is, is a fear of the Lord is saying, you know, God, you do have the final word. And I know that and I recognize that. We don't try to have the final word ourselves. We, we have a reverence for God and an understanding who God is and a relationship with God that is to such a place as, guys, seriously, not that I've obtained this. I know I say that a lot because I haven't. I've not, I'm not perfected, no way. I'm not the same I used to be, and I'm maturing and growing, but I'm telling you, when it comes to the things of God and you just go, God, I know what your word says. I know what the, your spirit is telling me. And I believe you're even revealing it through your word, through your people. And you know what? Not today. I just can't do it today. I can't do what you want me to do today. We, we've all been there. I've been there. But then all of a sudden, more and more in my life, the still small voice says, well, if not today, when? You know, Tony, this is my desire for you. So we grow in that. As a disciple, we grow. And how do we understand all that that I just said? I hope, I hope, even though as short as this is, I hope we understand this. We pray. How do we have the fear of the Lord? We pray. How do you learn English? How do you learn Spanish? How do you learn Portuguese? Pork, <laughs> German. <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know language is just a bunch of noise. Hello? Yes, who is this? What? How do you say that? S lo que S. Who knows what I just said? S lo que S. That's my, I'm going to learn that. It's my favorite new saying. Es lo que es. Es lo que es. It is what it is, what it is. Language is just a bunch of noise. Sometimes we think we might have the corner on that. We don't. And it's just, why am I saying that? Because listen to me. So I'm a disciple. I have decided to follow Jesus. I am called because he called me by his word and said I was a sinner separated from him and that if I put my trust in his son that I can be reconciled to God, I can be saved, I can be born again. So I am that. I am saved. I am born again. I repented and believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and I read his word. I am in his word. He gives me knowledge through his word. His spirit reveals to me that revelation that only he can give which imparts wisdom to me that if I apply it to my life it now becomes wisdom and now I'm to take that and live it with integrity because what God says, God must I do. And so that's integrity, what he says. My yes is my yes, my no is my no. And then what do I do? This sums it all up because you know what? This would drive you crazy because you still go, well, God said this, but does it mean this for me? And what is this? And you know, you interpret it this way and you interpret it that way. Blah, 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 blah. blah. You just go, ah. And you pray and you stop and you say, God, speak to me. I just read this in your word that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. What does that mean? Just stop. What does that mean? God, what does that mean? And then a still, small voice. Just a, just a little, a small, still voice, a quiet voice. Starts to whisper back. And if you are a prayer, you already know. But if you're not so much in prayer right now, hear me out. Prayer for, to try to communicate to us this morning 
It's no different than learning a language. It's one step at a time. It's one word at a time. Sometimes we think, well, I do pray. I pray when I eat and I, I pray this and I pray that. You know, Pastor told me I do pray, but I still don't understand God's will for my life. I still don't quite understand what, when I'm reading the word, what he's saying. I still don't quite get it. And the bottom line is, pray. And little by little, through his word, his spirit, and your time, you'll start to learn his language. You'll start to hear him speak in his language. God's language. It's not English. It's not German. It's not porky. Porky, geez. How come I can't say that this morning? <laughs> I'm not going to even try. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's a totally different language that only God speaks. But I've heard him speak. He speaks to me in English. <laughs> but it's his words, his language. That little by little as I pray and I read and I receive. I understand more and more. Step at a time guys. But start. That quiet time. Amen. Okay. I'm going to leave it at that. John 8, 31 says, Then Jesus said to, these, to those Jews who believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The cross is the final word. It shall make you free. It's not on our own accord. As we pray and we receive God's revelation and his word, we receive that knowledge. He imparts it in, and gives us that revelation, which now is wisdom, that if we apply to our life as wisdom of God that goes before us, it will make us free. That, some of you, I mean, the people last week and some of you in this room, and there's times in my own life, my own Christian life, that's the, the wall, that's the line that so, much, so many of us come to is, is we, we still... When we, we can read the word, we can know God, we, we can know we're saved, we can, we can even be praying. We can, we can be doing all the things of God that he, we think he wants us to do. But then we come to this line where God just says, I'm the final word. Take it, take it, take it, receive it. Trust me to do it. Stop doing it on yourself. And we just, we got to go, mm, and he'll make us free, not on our own accord. And you get on this side. This side's a beautiful side. This side is a side that I can sum up with one word for me, and I think it's biblical. This side over on this line where he's made me free is peace no matter what. No matter what illness, no matter what hurt, no matter what pain, it's peace. It's peace. You want God's peace? Right there it is. He will make you free. Amen? Receive that. I do. And I know you do. Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Found in John 14, 6. No one. You're here this morning and you say, I want, I want that freedom. And it doesn't mean life's a, a tragedy, by the way. You, don't, you know, life doesn't have to be a tragedy in order to put your trust in Christ as your Savior. 
But normally life becomes a tragedy when, if, to get you to a place to do that because all of a sudden when you have nothing left or what seems like nothing left, nothing left to do, no place else to go, all of a sudden your heart tends to be a little more open to hearing God. And you just, God. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So how do you do that this morning? Romans 3.23 says, for the wages of sin is death, but the... For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 3.23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 10.9 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Salvation comes... From acknowledging and knowing that you're a sinner separated from God. That revelation that I spoke about earlier is from his word. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You can't convince yourself you're a sinner. You might go, oh, I know that. No, God will literally take that word for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And impart to you, he will give you a revelation from that word. And you're going to go, I'm really a sinner separated from God. What are you going to do about that? I mean, especially once God tells you. If it's one thing to kind of know in your head, you know, well, one day I'll do that, one day. But all of a sudden, God tells your heart you're separated from him. Now you've got a choice to make. And Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, then you will be saved. Today's the day of your salvation. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the love and the grace that only you can give, the revelation from your word and your spirit that only you have. And we do this morning, Lord, we acknowledge you, we praise you, we receive the revelation of your word. We do know the cross has the final word. You are the final authority, and you are here, and you are, you are waiting with open arms and a, and, a, and a word that goes before us that says, I am here. Let me walk with you. Let me impart wisdom. Let me bless you, and let me give you peace where you hurt. Now, if that's you this morning, right now, you already know your heart's turning. Your heart is saying, uh, I think I'm hearing God, and God is telling me to repent, to turn from my sin and to turn to, toward him and to put my trust in Jesus. And I, I know you don't understand it all, but I know as you're praying right now, it's like I said, now God starts to engage our hearts. And if you're willing to listen to what he's saying, he says, come to me. Today is the day of your salvation. Turn from living life your way and trust my son, Jesus, that paid the penalty for your sin. That he saved you. That he was crucified, he was buried, but he's alive today. He sits on the right-hand side of God and hears your prayers. And thank him for your very salvation. Thank him. That is what salvation is. So many ask, Pastor told me it seems simple. Well, it might be, but it's only by the power of God because the cross has the final word. <laughs> Amen.